0: Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We are glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with
1: today's message. Deuteronomy 28, read from verse number 1. The Bible says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, To observe carefully all his commandments. Which I command you today. That the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now notice. From these two verses of scripture. The blessings of the Lord God Almighty. Upon the lives of the people of God. Is contingent upon the obedience of the people of God. Following the instruction that he gives them. You want to see God release his blessing upon you? Follow his instruction. Our blessings depend on our careful observance of the commandment of the almighty God. When the Lord tells you to move, you move. When he says stop, you stop. In other words, we are the ones who define the kind of future that we want. Based on the way we respond to the instructions that he gives us. Let me repeat that again. We define our future based on how we respond to the instructions of God to us. Yes, the Almighty God has plans for us, but the plans of the Almighty God can only come to fulfillment in our lives based on how we respond to Him. I'll give you an example. The Bible says it is the will of God that all will be saved and come into the glory of the Almighty God. He doesn't want the death of any sinner. But is everyone saved? No. Why? Is it because God doesn't want to save them? No. God wants to save everybody. So why are people not saved? Because of their response to the instructions of the Almighty God. God says that you have to believe. He says that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes. That is the instruction. Whosoever believes He did not put the name of any particular person It's general, open to everybody Whosoever believes will not perish but have everlasting life So if you believe, you will get it If you don't believe, too bad You can cry from now till tomorrow Until you believe in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ Nothing happens So we define our future by our response to the instructions that He gives us So it's not only for salvation It's also the same thing for provision. It's the same thing for healing. It's the same thing for deliverance. Whatever blessing that is in the word of God, there is always something to do. There is always an instruction that follows it. You need to find out what that instruction is, do it, and then you will see the results. Now, when the widow of Zarephath had the instruction from the mouth of Elijah, she had a number of options that were opened unto her. Right? She could say, okay, I'm going to ignore this instruction. She could say, this old prophet doesn't know what he's saying. He has been traveling in the sun for a long time. Sun has messed with his head, so he doesn't know what he's saying. She can ignore the instruction and pretend as if she never heard it. She can excuse the instruction. The man is getting old. Ahab has been running after him all along. So the man is getting sinner, so he doesn't know what he's saying. She can excuse the instruction. She can be offended by the instruction. I said, what's wrong with all these pastors? Why do all these ask for the impossible thing? Why are they always very selfish? She can be offended. But instead of ignoring the instruction, instead of excusing the instruction, instead of getting angry at the instruction of Elijah, the Bible tells us that the woman, the widow, chose instead to obey the instructions. And the same thing is open to you. Whatever instruction that God gives us, we have the options to obey. We have the options to ignore. We have the options to excuse. We have the options to be angry at that instruction. And see what is this that God is saying. God doesn't understand what is happening in this day and age. He doesn't live in this advanced country. He doesn't understand the situation that we are going through. You can give all those excuses. Those are your options. This particular woman had all those options available unto her, and but she said, no, I'm going to obey. She must have figured out, okay, what do I have to lose? Okay, there's only one meal. A prophet came and said, you make it for me, and that the plow will not finish and the pot of oil will not run dry. Okay, let's assume this man is lying. What is the worst thing that can happen? Okay, we lose a meal. We are going to die anyway, so what difference does it make? We're only going to die quicker. Maybe if you eat the food, you will last another eight hours, and the prophet ate the food and nothing happened, I'll die eight hours early. Maybe that's it. But if the prophet happens to be right, what is the upside? That means I have just secured a ticket for surviving the period of famine. So it's an option. And she looked at it. Okay, lie to me, we'll die. We're going to die before, so no problem. But if he tells the truth, And this particular pot of oil continued to reproduce and reproduce. That means I have already extended my life, not just for now, but for throughout the period of the the famine. So, it is a question of looking at what happened. She sacrificed her last meal. And you all know the story. She and her household and Elijah and everybody around her survived. And they did not lack anything throughout that particular famine. Please understand that whatever option that you take concerning the instructions of the almighty God, Whatever option that you take concerning what the Lord is telling you to do has its own consequences. You can ignore. You can excuse. You can get angry. Or you can obey. All the option is up to you. You can even debate the Almighty God and tell Him that that option doesn't make sense. Why are you behaving like this, God? You should have taken counsel from me. I am the one living here right now. I understand the situation. What's wrong with you? How can you make up your mind without even consulting me? You can make all those debates. But whatever the option you choose, it will deliver the corresponding result in your life. But the life of that particular widow during that season, during that period of famine, depended heavily on her reaction to what Elijah said. If she had just taken the word of Elijah and threw it away, she would have been dead. And nobody would remember her story in scripture. But because she took the word and she responded to it, we are talking about her story today. My brothers and sisters, we have the privilege of knowing the full story of what happened to that particular woman. We can read what happened, we knew the result of it. But at the time that thing was happening, at the time Elijah met her, maybe Elijah was carrying a stick and was walking like that. At the time Elijah met that woman, the woman had no idea that God was planning to bless her. The woman had no idea that God has already purposed to release the windows of heaven over her. The woman did not know that God has made provision for her. All the woman knew was that she was looking at Elijah face to face and Elijah was making some ridiculous demand on her. God has sent Elijah to help her and was making difficult requests. She did not know. The only thing she knew was that she was faced with a choice. Do I say yes or do I say no? And that is what is happening to us every day. Every day the Lord gives you an instruction. You have the option to say yes or to say no. But you don't have the privilege to see behind the curtain. And see what is happening. You don't have that privilege. God's reaction to your own response is already guaranteed. So the promise of a blessing is always there. Waiting for you to take the first step. And the question that always comes to my mind is. How many of us lose the blessings of God? How many of us have missed several opportunities that God has given unto us. Because we simply said no to God. At the time that we are supposed to have considered again. How many divine opportunities have we missed? Because we failed to respond in faith. How many opportunities have we lost because we did not understand the instruction that God is giving and because we did not understand it, we looked at it from the eyes of the flesh and we missed the opportunity that God is giving unto us. If we're to obey God and to follow His instruction, you will find that the things will begin to change for us. Your life today is a function of your response to the instructions of God. And in Genesis 21 and 22, You all know the story of how the Lord God Almighty instructed Abraham. How the Lord God Almighty instructed Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac. The Bible tells us that Abraham received the instruction. And by the time you get to verse number 10 of Genesis 22, the Bible tells us that Abraham stretched forth his hand and took his son to slay him. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hands on the lad or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. In other words, Abraham's love for the Almighty God prompted him to be willing to give up that particular thing that he waited for for 25 years. The same son that he waited for all his life, the Lord Almighty asked for it and was willing to give it to him. And the willingness for Abraham to release that thing from his own hand. Prompted and attracted the attention of the Almighty God and the Bible makes us to understand that the Lord told Abraham And now I know that you fear me Since you have not withheld from me that which you really love, the son that you have waited for And because you released unto me that thing that is precious unto you I will bless you And you will know that blessing, you will know what blessing looks like There are so many little, little things that the Lord is asking from you That is asking for me Is it because he wants them? No! There is a song in the neck of the wood where we come from. He said, God does not eat macaroni and cheese. But what he wants, he only needs your attention. He wants to know where your heart is. And that's why he's asking you for some of the things that belong to you. He's saying, can you just release what's in your hand so that you can focus upon me? And then you ask the question, when the Lord God Almighty asks this thing and we give it, why is sacrifice so powerful in the presence of the Almighty God? Why is sacrifice so powerful that it's able to do great things in our life? The first reason is because sacrifice is powerful because sacrifice attracts the attention of the Almighty God. When you give sacrificially to the Almighty God, and when people hear the word give, the first thing that comes to their mind is money. It's not only money for God's sake. There's a million other things you can give to the Almighty God, but that's a story for another day. But sacrifice is powerful because it attracts the attention of the Almighty God. Look at Abraham for God's sake. Sacrifice is powerful, number two, because it releases divine blessings. Look at the story of Solomon. The Bible says Solomon sacrificed thousands of rams in the presence of the Almighty God. Which means it will take him days to offer those sacrifices to the Almighty God. And as soon as it was done, the glory of the Almighty came, the blessings of the Almighty God was released upon him. Sacrifice is powerful because it provokes divine provision. Look at that particular widow of Zarephath. Bible says as soon as she released that meal into the hands of Elijah, everything turned around for her. Sacrifice is powerful because it provokes divine provision. The question is that, what is the sacrifice that will help you to break the limit over your life? What is that sacrifice? And to understand the sacrifice that will break the limit over your life, you must understand what a sacrifice is in the first place. And so sacrifice means to give up something meaningful, something valuable, something treasured, to give it up. To you, you might think that the meal was a very simple thing. But for that woman, the meal means life and death to that particular woman. You remember that particular woman that was in the temple and everybody was giving their tithes and their offering. And this woman came and put her might in there. Put the last thing that she had. And Jesus said, of all the people that gave the donation, this woman gave the most. Why? Because she gave her all. So something that is meaningful. Something that is valuable. Something that is treasure. It means you are giving up ownership of something. You are giving up your right to control something. They're saying, Lord, I'm no longer going to control my time. I'm no longer going to control my life. I'm releasing it over to you. Do whatever you want to do with it. That's what sacrifice is all about. To sacrifice means to surrender the right and the authority over something. That's what you're doing. And that's what this woman did. This food was supposed to be for me and my son. But I'm willing to give it over. I'm willing to release it into your care. That's what sacrifice is all about. And the Lord gave us an example of what sacrifice is all about in the book of Ephesians chapter 5. Start reading from verse number 1. It said, Therefore, be imitative of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. In other words, Jesus Christ was willing to give up himself so that you and I can become sons and daughters of the Almighty God. So in other words, sacrifice is about surrendering and renouncing ownership for the purpose of serving and obeying God. It's going the extra mile. Going beyond what's required to be able to get this done. So if sacrifice is about surrendering, renouncing ownership, it's about going the extra mile, what is the purpose of sacrifice? Why do you sacrifice? Why does the widow of Zarephah, why does she have to give up her meal in order to be able to show the Almighty God that she was serious? Why does she have to give up her meal? Why do we have to sacrifice to the Almighty God? My brothers and sisters, we sacrifice to the Almighty God because number one, of the mercies that you have enjoyed. If the Lord were to flip the switch on all of us here, many of us will not wake up tomorrow morning. You don't have power over it. But the fact that you are alive today is the blessings of the Almighty. Which means He controls everything. So you sacrifice because you are responding to God's love and to God's mercy. Number two, when we sacrifice, the purpose of sacrifice is to demonstrate our love and our trust in the Almighty God. That you own everything. So if I give it back to you, I'm not actually giving you anything. I'm only releasing what you already gave back to me. So purpose of sacrifice is to demonstrate your love and your trust to the Almighty God. It is also to secure a future harvest. Many of us know the analogy of planting. If you take that particular seed and you put it in the ground, what you are doing is that you are putting your trust in the process of sowing, in the law of sowing and reaping. There is no guarantee that that thing will come out. You know that. There's no guarantee. The soil might be bad. The seal might be bad. You don't know. You could have cooked that thing and eat it and enjoy it. But you are taking a step of faith. You are taking a step of trust that this thing is going to grow. That's why you put it there. And by doing so, you are securing your future. You are saying that if this thing grows and it does what it's supposed to do, I'm going to get the harvests. So we sacrifice for the purpose of securing our future. And you must understand that not all sacrifices are accepted in the presence of the Almighty God. Yes, I'm giving up stuff for the Almighty God. I want Him to do X, Y, Z for me. Not all sacrifices are accepted. And we see an example in the book of Genesis chapter 4. The Bible tells us in verse 3 and 4, talking about the sacrifice of Cain and Abel. It says, in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought the firstling of his flock, and of the fact thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel. So there are times when whatever we give to the Lord is not always accepted. The Bible is telling us to understand that there are some sacrifices that are accepted. There are some that are not accepted. There are some that will open the door for you. There are some that will not even touch the door in the first place. There are some that will break the limit over your life. And there are some that the limit will not even change. Some sacrifices will not even leave the ceiling of your house. So the question is, what kind of sacrifices touch the Almighty God? What kind of sacrifices open the gates of heaven over your life? What kind of sacrifice break the limit over your life? Sacrifices that break the limit over our life are the sacrifices that are costly and expensive. And I'm not talking about in terms of monetary value. I'm talking about the cost to you. If I give a thousand dollars today to the church and we announce it, 4000 dollars is small thing. Let's say a hundred thousand dollars. If I give it today and we announce it, ah, everybody say yes. Say pastor, you have just given a hundred thousand dollars. But if you go back and take a step backward, and I gave the church a hundred thousand out of a billion dollars that is sitting in my account, does that make any difference? Compared to somebody who gave a hundred thousand out of a hundred and fifty thousand in his account. Two different things. So that's what I mean by costly and expensive. It is based on how that thing really affects you. Bible says that when David was about to make a sacrifice to the Almighty God, and the owner of the field wanted to give it to David for free, David said, no way. I will not offer bonds offering to the Lord my God, which will cost me nothing. Because anything you give to the Almighty God, you must be able to feel it. It must be something that touches you, something that is important to you, something that is relevant to you, something that has value to you. So the sacrifice that is accepted is a sacrifice that is expensive, is a sacrifice that is costly to you. Number two, it must be a painful and a touching sacrifice. There is a difference between me pulling a $10 from my pocket right now and pulling a $1,000 from my pocket. Two different things. If I take my hands and I bring a thousand dollars out of my pocket, I will know it. I will think twice. I will consider that person. Has he respected me? I mean, has he done what he's supposed to do? If he's doing all those things, yes, it's easy for me to give. But if he's not, then I begin to look for every reason in my head not to give that money. That's what I mean by painful and touching. It's not something you give without knowing. It's not something you give without noticing. Any sacrifice that you give to the Almighty God must be something that you yourself notice. Something that is coming out of your system and say, ah! If not for God. Ah. As you are going home, your mind is still running. You begin to run the calculation in your head. That is the one. That is actually painful and touching. Not only that, it's a sacrifice that is consecrated and dedicated. for this thing, I'm giving it to you. Let heaven and earth fall on my side. This thing is your own. The Bible said there are people who have laid the sacrifice upon the altar. They are bound the sacrifice upon the altar. They are not willing to take it back. That is the sacrifice that is accepted. The one that is consecrated, the one that is dedicated, the one that is demanding, and one that is exacting. A sacrifice that makes a demand upon you. For those of us who are joining the six o'clock prayer in the morning, it is not easy to wake up at six o'clock and pray in the morning. I hope you know that it's not easy. There is every reason; every fiber of your body will say, "Oh boy, what did the wrong with you? Not be you killed Jesus now? Take it easy. Another ten minutes will be nice. Another fifteen minutes will be nice." That's what your body will tell you. It is not easy to pray. Especially at 6 o'clock in the morning. But when you do that, what it does is that it is demanding upon you. It's a sacrifice that you are giving to be able to pray. Especially when you are praying for somebody else and you are doing it. It is demanding upon your person. It's demanding upon your time. It's demanding upon that beautiful comfort bed that you are sleeping on. A sacrifice that is acceptable is the one that you give to God and you release it. There used to be a brother of ours, a brother in the Lord, very funny character. So somebody accused him that he's spending church money. Say, relax. Let's understand this very well. This is God's money, right? Say yes. I am God's son. Yes, I spend my father's money. Say yes. So what is your problem? <laughs> I don't. So what is your problem? I'm not advocating that you spend God's money. I'm not saying that. Though. <laughs> but I'm saying that it is surrendered. It's a sacrifice that is surrendered, and once it's surrendered, you leave it alone. It is God that you are doing business with. It doesn't mean that we don't call for accountability. It doesn't mean that we waste the fund of the Almighty God. But what it means is that you don't use it as a crutch to begin to hit the church over the head. The sacrifice that is acceptable is the one that is released and the one that is surrendered. And you will notice that Abraham released and surrendered Isaac to the Almighty God. He didn't have to kill him. But in his heart, he has already given him over to the Almighty God. And because he has given Isaac away in his own mind, God recognizes and God says, Yes, it is acceptable. And the same reason why Jesus Christ said, If you look at that woman with your mind, I have already undressed and raped her and did everything. Say, You have already committed adultery. You don't have to touch her. It's already what is in the mind. Just like the sacrifice of Abraham was acceptable, even without him killing Isaac. The same thing, we are guilty of certain things if it's already in the mind. That is a higher level of spiritual responsibility. That's a story for another day. But you will notice Abraham, as soon as he released the boy, the blessing began to accrue. And the Bible tells us in verse number 14 of chapter 13, the Bible says that the Lord said to Abraham, After Lord has separated from him. He said lift up your eyes and look from the way you are. North, south, east and the west. He said all the land which you see I give to you and to your descendant forever. When Abraham released even the best part of the country to Lot. The Lord Almighty opened his eyes and said you take this. Since you are not holding on to it. Since you are willing to let it go. I am willing to replace it for you. So my brothers and sisters, the sacrifice that will break the limit of the enemy over our life is a sacrifice that is not only costly, not only demanding, not only painful, but is a sacrifice that is totally surrendered to the Almighty God. And you will see examples in scriptures of people who have given sacrifice, people who have surrendered ownership. The question is, why is sacrifice so powerful? Sacrifice is powerful, my brothers and sisters, because of the faith and the trust of the Almighty God that it demonstrates. Sacrifice is powerful because it shows that you are depending on God to replace it. Sacrifice is powerful because it relies on the integrity of the word of God. God said it and you believe it. You are not arguing with him. So that is why sacrifice is powerful. It relies on the integrity of the almighty God. Not only that, sacrifice is powerful because it challenges the faithfulness of the almighty God. It's just like when you tell your son and you tell your daughter, if you do X, Y, Z, I will do X, Y, Z. And that child said, okay, fine. I'm going to make sure I deny myself to make sure I do these things because you have said you will do this. And as soon as they do it, they challenge your own faithfulness to your word. And that's what we do to God. When God says, if you call upon me, I will answer. And you pay the price to call upon him. He has no option than to answer you because that's what he said. He said, give and it shall be given unto you. If you take the time to give, then definitely God is now obligated to give back unto you because he is faithful to his word. So sacrifice is powerful because it challenges the faithfulness of the Almighty God. And not only that, sacrifice is powerful because it commits the Almighty God into action. It commits him because the word that has come out of his mouth must never return unto him void. If he said he's going to do something for you, if you do X, Y, Z, God is committed to taking His own action. That's why sacrifice is powerful. Now that we see the power of sacrifice, the question is: What is the sacrifice that God will accept? The sacrifice that God will accept is the one that comes from a willing heart. You don't come to God grumbling and say, "Ah, Pastor, I don't preach on sacrifice today." So we must give sacrifice. So if we not give now, God will say we not here. So if that is your mentality, you find out that that sacrifice is not accepted. The acceptable sacrifice is a sacrifice that comes from a willing heart. It's a sacrifice that is delivered cheerfully. Not only that, it's a sacrifice that is offered in faith. You believe God for a visitation, that's why you are doing it. Not because somebody told you. It's a sacrifice that is without blemish. The Bible tells us, the Lord does not want your leftovers. He wants you to offer the best unto him. And not only that, it must be given with a contract heart. Not because you say, yes, I'm a good guy. That's why you're bringing it. It must also be given with a genuine cost. Something that really costs you something. Something that your body will feel. That's what an acceptable sacrifice is all about. The question then is: what are the blessings that follow an acceptable sacrifice? The blessings that follow an acceptable sacrifice, you'll find in the book of 2 Chronicles 7. We're not going to read it. But I want you to look at number one thing you'll find if you read that chapter, if you read that passage of scripture very well, is that the blessing of acceptable sacrifice is the presence of the Almighty God. When you give to the Lord, and the Lord accepts your sacrifice, the first thing you are going to notice is that you are going to feel His presence around you. The presence of the Almighty God, that's the first benefit of an acceptable sacrifice. The second one is answer to prayer. When you give the right sacrifice and is accepted before the Almighty God, apart from Him being with you, He will answer your prayer. He will forgive sins and He will heal and deliver. And then He will break whatever limits that the enemy has placed over your life. When you give an acceptable sacrifice. The altar of sacrifice for us as believers is the altar that opens the heaven over your life. So the altar of sacrifice is where we provoke open heavens. To the presence of the Almighty God. And that is why when you come into this altar. And we begin our prayers every morning. We ask Lord let the heavens be open. So that you can have a transaction. You can have a trafficking of spirits. Back and forth. The altar of sacrifice. Is the altar where you provoke open heaven. The altar of sacrifice is where you lose stagnation. The altar of sacrifice is where you seek for a desired future. Where you say Lord this is what I want. And I begin to see God move on my behalf. The altar of sacrifice is where you provoke a supernatural turnaround to live a life that is beyond limits. And the question is that, who can offer that particular sacrifice? The person that can offer an acceptable sacrifice in the presence of the Almighty God is one that has a clean hand and a pure heart. That's what the Bible tells us in Psalm 51. Is the one that has a broken spirit and a contract heart. One that fears and reverence the Lord. That's the person that can give an acceptable sacrifice. And the one that has faith and confidence in the Almighty God. The person that rests in the faithfulness of God. Those are the people who can give an acceptable sacrifice in the Almighty God. I mean, why would you give a sacrifice when you don't believe in God? When you don't trust Him? When you don't know that I can answer your prayer? You're simply wasting your time. So the man and the woman who will give an acceptable sacrifice is the person that trusts And believe in the Almighty God and rest in His faithfulness. So, are we willing to be able to take the time to offer unto the Lord that which He requires from us? Are you willing to listen to the instruction that is given unto us? So that we can obey that instruction and then see the results of the obedience to the instruction of the Almighty God. These things are just the choice. And that's why God tells us, He say, "I lay before you life and death." The Bible says, "I lay before you life and death." Say, so choose life that you may live. How you live today, tomorrow, and for the rest of your life is a power of your own decision. God will never force you. But for if you want to enjoy the blessings of heaven, take time to find out what the Lord is saying, and take time to obey. And as you begin to obey, the heavens will open.
0: Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.